So what? We watch anime. So what? We play League. We're just having fun. We don't care who sees. So what? We stay in. It don't bother me. Living young, pale and nerdy. Hello and welcome to the Written Entertainment Podcast, episode 290 for March 14th, 2021. So it is St. Patrick's Day, and it is Pie Day. So everybody go get me some pie. I prefer apple pie or strawberry rhubarb pie. Uh, and I'm going to ask my co-host, Andrew Roe McFain, what is your favorite type of pie? Uh, probably it's like a tie between, between apple and pumpkin. See, I like um, I like the flavor of pumpkin pie, but the texture is weird. I don't know. I I, I love the texture quite a bit. Oh, uh, does unless does cobbler count? Yeah, sure. Why not? I don't. Uh, in that case, blackberry cobbler. Blackberry cobbler is really good too. Yeah. yeah. Did you know? So we have two hundred. We're on episode two hundred and ninety. We officially surpassed the number of episodes that Monday Nitro had, which Monday Nitro only had 288 episodes. Wow. I looked it up because I was like, you know what? I think we are getting to the point where we have as many or more episodes than WCW Monday Nitro. And I looked it up and yeah, 288 and we are on episode 290. So... Uh, we're better, apparently. We're better than WCW Monday, Monday Nitro, uh, minus the uh, the money that they made and uh, viewership. They have they had money and viewerships. Uh, well, that's how it tends to go. <clears throat> yeah, we ended up uh, we're we're losing money. We lose money every month. Uh, if I did the books, uh, I would be probably a few hundred dollars in the hole right now for doing this podcast. So, wh- where can we find you, Aroa? I always got that Aroa.website where you get all them links to stuff. All of them. All the links to everything. And you can find me, Nathan Reading the Truth. I'm reading everywhere. Uh, you can find me on the Aroa.website as well. You click the button. You see the links. Uh, Cyberpunk Monk is, always, uh, is also there. Always there. And you can also find me just as Reeton everywhere. So Twitter, YouTube, uh, Twitch, those are the main ones I've been, I've been working on. And mainly, mainly Twitch, sometimes hey, Twitter. What about, your, what about your Glimish? I am not, I can't, I cannot stream to Glimish. What? Really? I can't, I can't stream to Glimish because they do not support XSplit. Oh, that's right. And they only have an ftl stream they do not have rtmp at all yeah and so they are currently i actually i i did a twitter i did a twitter message asking them about it actually i think i tweeted to parallax abstraction and they they tweeted back to us and basically said that they are working to uh see if xsplit will include ftl back into their system because I guess after Mixer died, uh, FTL was removed from from Xbox because not, nowhere was using it, right? The only place that was yeah. using it was Mixer. So there was no reason for them to keep that 
as an option, uh, and and I don't. It was never an option other than with Mixer. So you could only yeah. do FTL through XSplit, or I believe OBS, uh, if you were streaming to Mixer. And so OBS is a lot. It's open source, obviously, so it's easier to get things implemented. And then XSplit is proprietary, closed source, so it's a little bit harder to get things implemented. Um, you know, who knows which one's better? But a, a lot of people think OBS, OBS. is better. No, uh, I've, I've tried <laughs> to use OBS, and it's uh, it's, it's and I not as like easy. it, so it's bad. <laughs> it's not as easy, and the green screen is more finicky than XSplit's. It's easier I to set up a it green screen. Three years ago, I installed and it. Was I ins- hard. I installed it two weeks ago, and tried to use it, and was just like, "Man, oh, you're just dumb." Okay, XSplit is way it. better. I got it now. Sorry, you're just a big old dummy poop. I'm sorry. I like, you know, good UI design. I I I like, know that OBS uh, doesn't really care about that. You like poopy. But that's what you like. <laughs> yes. So, uh, find me out reading everywhere. What games have you played this week, Aroa? Well, um, played uh, played some more at uh, that their uh, anime souls. Uh, uh, having I, a pretty. What's the name of it? I forget. Uh, War of the Roses. Code Code Vein. War of oh the Ro- no, War of the Roses. That that's actually what? a game. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I mean, I, I I I don't. I guess there probably is, since that was you know like a historical event. Yeah, is that real? Okay. I don't know. I don't, I don't know I, if that. I, I can't remember if that was real or if that's like a like one of those like King Arthur type stories. I don't know. Um, I don't. I don't know. I know it is a game, but I, I don't I know. There's know Duelist of the Roses. Oh, I. Never heard of that, but okay, okay. It's Code a Yu-Gi-Oh Vane game. Code yeah, Vane. Code Vane. Played that. Pretty good time. Um, also played uh, the the demo for Sapper Diffuse the Bomb Simulator. Uh, oh, that, that's a janky fucking mess. <laughs> um, like it's it, it's it's a, a growing genre of of games that have like interesting ideas but were thrown together by one or more people who barely know what they're doing and uh you know it it tries to execute on things and succeeds in a limited capacity oh Uh, it's got like like weird roguelite or or like almost XCOM-y type stuff going on in the like when you die you're permanently dead uh, and you can like name your characters, but like it's kind of inconsequential because the only difference is which perks you get to pick at the beginning, and there are only six perks anyway. Uh, and the the diffusing barely works if you set the FOV too high because you can't zoom in far enough to see what light is on to know which wire to cut. And sometimes you can cut the correct wire, and then the bomb blows up anyway. So, uh, yep, it's one of those. Those top quality experiences. We should watch. Um, we should. Uh, we should play. Uh, rather, keep talking and nobody explodes because I bought that game to play with you specifically, and 
still have not played we that never for played like four it. years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I sometimes come across that in my library, and I'm like, you know, I really would like to play that someday. And then we um, push it to the side. And then we just don't. Instead play World we, of Warcraft. Instead, I play World of Warcraft, and uh, that, yep. And I play... Uh, and I play Final Fantasy fourteen where like the opposite end. I don't I don't know what it is. Uh I don't know what it's called off the, off the top of my head, but we're like two longing lovers that just can't seem to play the games together. Um I don't I don't know I don't know what word you're looking for. I, uh, I don't know I don't know either, but uh go on before I make this more awkward. All right. Uh <laughs> Uh, so we, I mentioned, I mentioned Glimish. Uh, yes. I, I've been streaming on there once in a while. Uh, I didn't stream. Wait, I did stream there last night. That's right. I streamed there and to Twitch at the same time. And it severely, uh, crippled my streaming experience, uh, particularly in VR chat. VR chat was not happy about, uh, my greatly diminished bandwidth. But uh, so, so other than that, I'm gonna hmm? I'm gonna cut you off and ask you a question. As usual, yeah. Well, I, this has to go, and if you keep going, I might it might pass the time for this question. Uh, why okay. did you not try restream? I O. Uh, it's not on there. I thought it was. It's not. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I guess again since Mixer died, uh, restream. .io was like, well, guess we don't need that functionality anymore. And I guess they dumped the whole uh, stream to FTL and then we restream RTMP to everyone else. So, because like that's what they would have to do. Uh, so instead, I, I just have, I, I had two separate OBS instances that were one was streaming to one, the other was streaming to, to the other. Um, although, you can't hook the same or it was probably because of the janky way that I was doing it. Cause I couldn't hook the game with the second OBS instance. So yeah. I had to use the, I used the OBS uh, virtual camera output and captured that with the second OBS instance. That worked fine. But um, yeah, there's uh there's nobody on that platform. Not yet. There's, there's nobody, nobody there. Well, and I think uh, it, it might turn into the same thing that Mixer did, which is, is uh, it's unfortunate, right? That Mixer had quite a few people there, but they were all streamers. And so with Twitch, you have a pretty wide range. Like, there's a lot of people who stream on Twitch, but then there's also a lot of people who literally just go to watch streams, Uh whether it's of games that they like or, you know, people that they enjoy that they've, you know, seen on YouTube or they, they're just big streamers like Ninja. But Mixer had a lot of streamers, but not enough viewers to keep growing, basically. I and think, that was, um, I think that was a big part of why they died. I think it was, uh, I think I just read uh, Twitch has like a 1 to 25 ratio of streamers to viewers. That's pretty and good. That's pretty good. Mixer had a one to three ratio. That's pretty bad. That's pretty pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, like that that essentially means that it's 
that it's on average impossible to become a Twitch partner on Mixer uh, with those with those numbers. You're never going to have more than three people in your chat at any one time. So I so I was doing pretty good. I had like five or six. I was, <laughs> I was like, like double. That's pretty unfortunate. Um, <laughs> I have had I've had one person follow that wasn't you on oh. Limesh. Oh, uh, I've had no one chat period um so and that that is uh pretty consistent with my twitch experience anyway but like i i do think that there's the potential for a it just because of how small it is right now i think there's a potential for it to be a more intimate experience uh which is kind of what i think mixer was built around the idea of so maybe you know, maybe maybe Glimish can can capitalize on that. I'm very, 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 very skeptical. Uh, uh, Twitch is just way too dominant. Um, somehow Facebook Gaming is a competitor, but I'm pretty sure it's a distant word to YouTube and yeah. and Twitch. And like the the fact that YouTube can't catch up with Twitch in spite of being pretty much the only on-demand video platform that anyone gives a shit about, I think is very indicative of how, how much work Glimish has cut out for itself. And I just well, don't think it's going to succeed. And I have to say that uh, ever since coming back to Twitch, they, you know, I was gone for three years before I, I came back to Twitch. And uh, Twitch and Mixer both, and I'm sure Glimish, are a lot easier to stream to and, and find things than like YouTube. While YouTube has a solid base, it like it feels like their gaming section is just like nailed on and oh, yeah. and it's awful. It is terrible. And trying to find anything or anybody is way more difficult than trying to find somebody on uh, a a platform that's made solely for streaming like Twitch or Glimish. Um it, and I haven't used Facebook Gaming, but I imagine it's very similar. I mean, from what I hear, Facebook Gaming is a pretty good experience, and that that's probably because uh, it cuts down on the number of like toxic chat members and whatnot. Since most of the time, your account on there is going to be tied to your real world name and and identity and all that, uh, and like. Facebook does do a pretty good job, at least from my memory of like going, Hey, here's our new feature. Use it. Use our new feature. Do it. Uh, so they might be doing a pretty good job of pushing that. I don't know. Haven't used Facebook in any real capacity in years other than to post uh, political messages to my IRL friends and to make resident evil jokes about me getting my vaccination. So, uh, Yeah. Um, so, uh, question about Glemish. Technically, yeah. how is it working? Uh, so the first day was god awful. Uh, oh, they acknowledged that fact. Uh, the, the first, uh, the first day that I tried to stream, it wasn't the day that it launched. It was like a, a day or two afterwards. And, uh, I think I disconnected, uh, probably like four or five times, uh, over the course of, of a several hour stream. Which, all in all, for for a still budding platform, 
probably isn't that bad. Uh, I whenever I streamed on there yesterday, I disconnected maybe once or twice. I, I know I know it happened at least once, but I don't know if it happened more than that. I just can't remember. Uh, but it's been good otherwise. Uh, using FTL, it it's definitely as functional as Mixer was, if not more so. Uh, in terms of like the latency, it's almost scary actually how quick that that protocol is. Like if if I'll if I turn on my stream, uh, the echo from Discord to the stream is practically it, it's almost simultaneous. Like it's it's it just sounds like I turned on a reverb filter on, on the audio. That is it, awesome. Pretty good. Yeah, and I. I will say that compared to Mixer, uh, when I hit play on the stream, it plays. Oh, that's nice. That's a that's a it, benefit. Yeah, it doesn't just sit there with like a spinny circle, uh, and then I have to like refresh the page three times and hope that it finally plays. So yeah, that that's a plus. Yeah, they should implement that into Twitch or something similar because. Uh... Like, if they did that, because that's a whole gimmick, right, with, with Glimish and with Mixer. If they were like, hey, we got this new beta for, like, super-duper low latency, that would just kill Glimish immediately. Because that's yeah. the whole point. That's the whole point of Glimish, and that's well, the, the not the entirely. It's, it's not the entire point. Yeah. Eh. Like, they, they're trying to... I think they're trying to grab the the mixer refugees the people who like either started out on mixer or couldn't get a following on twitch went to mixer and then got some level of success whatever was possible on that platform uh i think they're trying to get those people with the whole using ftl thing but uh I, the real appeal of the platform i think is supposed to be discoverability so like they're 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 wanting to push the idea of like no matter how small you are you'll find an audience because their their algorithms will do a good job of suggesting things which uh, i mean good luck i i feel like if youtube couldn't succeed in that which youtube's recommendation algorithm is second only to tiktok in my experience uh, i just don't think that's going to happen but hey um uh, maybe Maybe a small group of dedicated people who that's the, and and that's the only thing that they're working on. Maybe they can do it. I hope so because I really think that that's that's the major thing that can beat Twitch in in any way is making it easy to discover new creators and and letting small creators actually get out there instead of like just having the rich get richer or in the case of YouTube where it will recommend a video that's seven years old to five million people for no reason out of nowhere. I I will try Glimish when they incorporate it into XSplit. I'll try it. I I, I mean, yeah, you can you can spare the upload bandwidth, so yeah, you could just do both at once. Uh I, I would yeah, I probably could, but I'm a Twitch affiliate. And you're not you're not technically allowed to do the same, you're not allowed to dual stream like that when you're a Twitch affiliate. You're not? I thought nope. that was only if you're a partner. Nope, it's affiliates too, baby. I'm pretty sure. Oh, wow. 
Pretty sure. I, I could be wrong. You can look it up, but uh, did he play any other games? Uh, World of Warcraft? Nothing, nothing really worth mentioning. I mean, yeah, that's the, the normal shit. I think I'm going to try PSO2 again. Uh, but outside of that, no, not much. I might wait until the new, the the update comes out, the Genesis, oh, yeah, that whatever. Is, that is going to happen, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to wait until they have that open world. I, uh, we're going to move on to me. I played some Final Fantasy XIV, uh, did some storyline quests, uh, did some mining. They added something in Heavensward that um, it it allows you to level up super quickly. So you know what a leave quest is? No. It's, it's, it's basically like you go up to a certain is it a point. Daily. Yeah, base kinda. You get allowances, and so you get a hundred allowances or whatnot, and they regenerate over time. But you're able to go up and say, hey, I want a quest. And if you're like, let's say you're a samurai, you're like, I'm going to go do a battle quest. I'm going to collect these quests and I'm going to go do them. And you could do them with uh, pretty much any class you have. So even if you're like a miner or a blacksmith, you can do these leave quests. Well, in Heavensward, they implemented something where you could get like a grand quest, which is the same thing except for it uses up 10 allowances. However, like I was doing mining and each grand quest I would complete and it takes like less than 20 minutes to complete would give me two levels. So oh. it's like million, like it's like 2 million experience points uh, <laughs> to get to do these quests. So they just make it super easy to level. So I leveled from I think 51 to 58 on my miner in like an hour. <laughs> so it was, uh, it was super easy. It was nice. I need new gear, but that's a whole different story. I need to go unlock some more areas and then I can buy new gear. But oh well. And then I played some Majora's Mask and that game is it's okay. Um, I'll I, kill you. I don't like the targeting system. The Z targeting. Sorry. Uh, yeah, that's understandable. Honestly. Yeah, like I it the the problem I have with it is it takes too long to lock on. Like, I will go and I will be facing towards an enemy, and fake Navi will be like, "What? What? What? Oh, oh, you want to lock on to this thing? No, I thought you were just running around in circles for no reason." I'm like, thanks, fake Navi. I, th I think her name's T Tattle? Tattle. Uh, yeah. And it's okay. It's an okay game. I mean, I'm I'm not, I don't hate it. Um, But I'm not in, as in love with it as apparently everyone else is. But maybe that's just me. I hate, I hate puzzles too. Maybe that's part of it. I hate oh, puzzles. Oh, so he's, he, it's just not, it, it's just not going to be your kind of game. Yeah, that that could be part of it. Is that like it, it's it's okay? Like the puzzles in that game are easy, right? They're they're not like super difficult. Um, but there was one part where somebody was in the chat, and I was trying to figure something out, and um, 
And I was like, oh, I could probably, because I'm a Goron, I'll just like smash into this thing and it'll move this. And the guy in my chat was like, oh yeah, you got to punch it. And I was like, oh, so smashing into it doesn't work, but punching it does. Good. Gotcha. Figured <laughs> it out. I also still hate the time mechanic. I hate it. Uh, I I was very, very close uh, when I was collecting eggs to give to somebody to learn a song that I could play to get access to one of the temples. Mm-hmm. And I was on like my last six hours while collecting like the, the remaining eggs. And I was like, you know what? If I'm not like, if, if I have to reset time before I get these eggs, I am going to be so mad <laughs> that I have to go through all this again. Uh, but I did get the hookshot, and the hookshot is uh, one of the best items in video game history. So that's that's nice. Um, also, it is impractical and would probably break your arm to use the hookshot. Uh, so what what you usually want to do, uh, at least to my memory, is uh, if you're about to start on any particular quest that that is like going to be a main thing then you want to reset time before that so that you don't risk running out of time also yeah. are you running are you running everything at half speed yes so i did okay. i do slow down time uh, at the beginning of the day or beginning of the time period uh and then you go from there and yeah that's what i do but at i, I didn't realize that it was going to take that much time and i figured it out eventually and I was able to um I was able to get the eggs before the time elapsed. I had like two hours remaining. Like it was it was pretty darn close. You uh, should uh you should try to get the sun mask. The sun mask? What is, what yeah. does that do? Uh nothing. It's just a mask that you can get. Um, but you should try to get it. Are you talking about the mat like is that the one hundred percent mask at only is useful at the very end of the game and turns you into adult link. No, that that's the fierce deity mask. Okay. You, you get that you get that by trading in 30 masks once you're inside the moon. Oh, right. Right. Uh however, I believe you have to get the sun mask to be able to have enough masks. I could be wrong there. No, no, you're probably um, right. But the sun mask is the biggest pain in the ass in the whole fucking game um it's like like that it, it that or um the uh uh chateau romany quest one or the other uh are are which one's the... that which one's the the romany quest chateau romany uh is so that's um that's a quest that takes I think the full three days, just like the Sun Mask quest. Um, and you have to save the Romani farm uh, and allow the delivery to get to the milk bar in town. And then you can buy Chateau Romani from the milk bar and it gives you infinite magic. Oh, see, I I did save the farm one of the nights, I guess. You have to do it every night and okay. then protect the cart as it's riding through the thing. Okay, yeah, because I did the alien thing 
one of the knights, but I guess I and and they gave me like a a life piece or something like that. Yeah, okay. you have to. Oh, not not all three. It's it the two knights. I think. Okay. Are uh, uh, you have to do it, and then on the third day, uh, you have to you have to escort the cart, and ah. the escorting the cart is a pretty big pain in the ass too. I bet. I bet it is. Uh, the 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 night wasn't too bad. It just you're just shooting arrows it, at it, things. It takes for fucking ever. It does. It takes. It took way too much time. Now, it, now part of that is because you were running everything at, at half speed. Yes. Um, if you if you do everything at or if you play the song again and make everything move at normal speed, then the aliens also move at normal speed. Uh, I think the half so. speed's probably better. From In some a, ways, from a logical standpoint, if they're moving slower, at least yeah. it it would make a little bit more sense. But anyway, those were the games I played this week: just Final Fantasy fourteen and Majora's Mask. Hopefully, I'll beat Majora's Mask next week. I will not be getting the Fierce Deity Mask. Uh, probably not getting the Sun Mask. Probably just gonna play through the game and try to beat it because I got things to do. And uh, how many? How many of the of the cardinal direction masks do you have? Uh, all of them. Oh, so you're yeah. basically done with the game. Yeah, I have. I have the Zora mask, the Goron mask, and the. Oh no August. no no! That's not what I mean. I mean, like, which of the four temples have you completed? Oh, I am on the third one. Okay. I am. I I just got the boss key for the Great Bay Temple. Okay. Yeah. So. so you, yeah, if if you don't finish it next week, then you'll get it done the week after. Oh yeah, definitely. So let's move on. We're going to talk about some video games. Uh, actually, quite a few video games here uh, right off the bat. So uh, Bethesda and Microsoft love each other uh, to the tune of seven point five billion dollars, apparently. And Microsoft bought Bethesda. They got approved to purchase Bethesda by. A bunch of courts. I think the UK or like European Union uh, said it was cool. And then the United States said it was cool. So they added a lot of games to Game Pass. Like a lot of games to the point where if you haven't already bought Game Pass, this is probably a good reason to buy it. Uh, I assume you've read, read about this already. Well, I... I have Game Pass for right now, and yeah. so I got the notification because, like, after I found out that that the deal had gone through, I was like, "Oh, so when are they going to be on Game Pass?" And yeah. then, like, the next day, got the notification. That like Friday. That's that's when. So <laughs> they've got Dishonored Definitive Edition, and that's going to be on console, PC, and cloud. Uh, I don't know why it's on the cloud, but okay. Because xCloud is the game console of the future, bro. Right. Uh, we got Dishonored 2. So we got Dishonored Definitive Edition, Dishonored 2. Uh, that's console PC cloud. Doom 1993, the original, is everywhere. Uh, Doom 2 is everywhere. Doom 3 is everywhere. Doom 64 is everywhere. Doom Eternal is everywhere. Doom Eternal was already on PC, though. I'm not sure about Xbox Game Pass, but it was already on PC Game Pass. Elder Scrolls Morrowind. What about Doom 2016? Uh, it does not. Why didn't they put like that on there? That is weird. I wonder if there's some sort of deal that had 
has to be honored before they're able to put that on there. Because that is weird. Uh, I'm not sure. So yeah, we got Doom 64, Doom Eternal, but not Doom 2016. Uh, Elder Scrolls 3, Morrowind. Elder Scrolls 4, Oblivion. Uh, those are on console and PC, by the way. Not the cloud. Uh, Elder Scrolls 5, Skyrim Special Edition. That's on console, PC, and cloud. Elder Scrolls Online is on cloud and console, but not on PC. Well, it's e free on PC, so... Yeah. The Evil Within, console, PC, cloud, which that's a game I saw you play. I actually watched you play it. Did you ever beat it? Uh, Yeah, it was awful. Oh, good. Fallout 4, <laughs> console, PC, and cloud. Fallout 76, console, PC, and cloud. That was already on PC Game Pass. Fallout New Vegas, only on console, not on PC. Well, fucking weird. Yeah, yeah, that's sad, because... You know, I want the PC version. And uh, they own Obsidian as well. Yeah, so they do. You would think that they would just put it on there. Uh, Prey is console, PC, and cloud. I think that was already on PC Game Pass, unless they're talking about it, the original Prey. I th no, it, it had originally been on Game Pass, and I think it was removed eventually. Oh, I guess now okay. it's back on since it's first party. Uh, Rage 2, console PC Cloud, Wolfenstein, uh, The New Order, console PC Cloud, Wolfenstein, The Old Blood, and Wolfenstein, Young Blood, both on console PC and Cloud. Uh, we got some really big games here. Fallout 4, eh. I'm surprised Fallout 3 isn't listed. I wonder why uh, that is. That is curious that they would put... 76 on here and and new vegas and four but they they're missing right. out yeah that um also they have the one that people kind of liked yeah they're missing out on the two because fallout new vegas isn't going to be on pc either yeah that what all right whatever uh the elder scrolls three Four and five being on there, that's pretty good. I know a lot of people really love Morrowind. Yeah, that's I, actually really neat that they have three on there because, yeah. like, it giving giving people the ability to play that on console in the modern day. Oh yeah, like, that's that's great. Like it's especially like for the original Xbox. Apparently, if you play on the original Xbox. It gets slower and slower the further you get into the game. Like, just the loading times get longer and longer. I think it's... Isn't it because, like, the save file bloats or something? Yeah, the save file gets really, really big, and you have, like, a 5400 RPM IDE hard drive. <laughs> like, you're going to run into problems. You can replace it with a SATA drive. And that'll fix it, or that'll, or or a faster IDE drive, and that actually makes it. Uh, it doesn't fix it; it still gets slower, but you know it makes it bearable. Whereas if you're playing it on the original hard drive, it just takes forever to load anything. I first played Morrowind on an original Xbox, and uh, I was way too young, and it was way too obtuse, and I uh, got frustrated and confused immediately, and. Uh, didn't play it again for years. You know, I'm pretty old, and it's still really obtuse, and I get frustrated and quit. It's, 
I would have quit uh, Majora's Mask by now if I wasn't playing it for my stream. If I if I wasn't like I am going to beat this game, I would have just been like, you know what, I'm I'm stuck, and I don't know exactly what to do right now, so I'm just gonna move on to a different game. But I didn't I do that. Me. So uh, this is neat. Uh, they also are using the Xbox FPS boost feature in some of these games. So it says 16 of these games will be uh, available across Xbox, PC, and xCloud, and a handful of these games will also benefit from FPS boost on the Xbox Series S slash X, which means that they're going to get upscaled and have frame rate improvements. I'm assuming they mean like Morrowind, Oblivion, stuff like that, because... Well, you know, those games... Probably all, all of these that came out on the previous gen. Oh, probably, yeah. That way they can they can be like, look, it runs so much better on the new consoles. Pl- buy them. Buy, buy the Xbox Series <laughs> X. No, we Please. don't care. We don't care that it has a dumb name and it's the same freaking name as the Xbox One X. They really suck at naming things. Yeah, they do. They're really bad. Uh, let's move on. We're going to talk about another game. Uh, have you played Apex Legends recently? Recently? No. So, uh, good news. If you want to jump back into Apex, you can play it on your Switch. You can play it on your Switch. You think I'm, I think I'm like, I think I'm 10 years old. You can play it. You play Apex Legends. Uh, so. It says here, and this is from Rock, Rock Paper Shotgun, uh, if your Switchy Pals have stared blankly at you while you gush about zip lines and boxing rings, I don't know about the boxing rings, uh, good news. Apex Legends is now on Nintendo Switch and supports cross-platform multiplayer. So you can oh. party up and give them a tour. The free-to-play Battle Royale FPS's Switch version launched last night. Uh, this was a few days ago. Uh, as did a new in-game event with part of the map uh, converted into a toxic waste plant. So, I don't know why they would want to put Switch players against PC players. Dude, that's that's the that's just the thing now. Like, we have crossplay. It's cool, and... right? But this, like, I kind of get it with the Xbox and PlayStation because. You know, those are somewhat powerful consoles that can run these at, like, you know, 60 frames a second. Uh, even with a controller, some generous auto-aim uh, or uh, aim assist, it would make them okay. But the Switch is going to run this at, like, maybe 30 frames a second. Maybe. Uh, so I don't... Like, they probably should have, like, at least made a mode that was for Switch people only and then another mode that will allow them for crossplay. That's what I would do, but I'm not these guys. So, uh you can download Apex Legends uh on the Switch. So, download download Apex Legends on your PC because if you have a PC that was built in the last 5 years, it's going to be a better experience. Well, don't play Apex Legends cuz fucking boring don't play battle royale games because they're boring yeah stop playing battle royale games except for the final Final fantasy battle royale yeah woo 
That what looks awful. What the fuck awful. is that even going to be? I haven't watched anything on it. We talked about it last week when you weren't here. Uh, yeah. By the way, how how'd your uh, how'd your vaccination go? Uh, I was fine, other than um, the the first day after I got it, I uh, had a really bad fever uh, most of the day. Uh, I took some ibuprofen to try to stop the fever, and that made me sweat profusely, like like a lot. Uh, so that was weird. And then uh, the day after that, I had a horrific headache uh, most of the morning. So interesting. Yeah, it was great. Um, so that's 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 good, I guess. At least you got the vaccination. I have not been able to get one yet because apparently I'm a healthy middle aged or lower, not middle aged yet, still <laughs> somewhat young. I'm I, I, I got a couple. Adult. I think that's called an adult. I don't, I but I'm not an adult. <laughs> so I'm a. Uh, I'm a I'm a pretty healthy adult, so they're like, no, you can't get in until May. And I was just like, but but I want it. And they're like, no. Just tell them you have diabetes. In in Washington, they have allowed people who smoke to be in an earlier phase. So if you smoke, you're in an earlier phase to get the vaccination. But if you well, it does make sense because they're at higher risk. In yeah. Oregon, if you smoke, you're not considered you're considered higher risk, but o- you're only available for an earlier uh, vaccination period if you have health related conditions due to the smoking. Uh, that also makes sense. Uh, and I think that's stupid uh, because we should just let them die because they did it to themselves. I do not think that we should let them die. Obviously, but I just don't think that they should get the vaccination before people. I don't know. It's I I have a a bias against smoking. Like I don't think we should treat the like. Have you ever worked a job where smokers get more breaks? Mm -hmm. Like where they're like, oh, they had to take a smoke break because they're getting stressed out. I'm like, I'm fucking stressed out, and they're like, yeah, but you don't smoke. Work, (laughs) but. What? Uh, and there was a lady that I worked with who would always be like, I'm going to take out the garbage when we worked fast food. And the only reason she would want to take out the garbage was so she could stand out back and smoke a cigarette in like record time. And yeah. then she would always come back smelling like cigarette smoke and want to give me a hug for some reason. And I was like, it please. Wasn't cigarette smoke. It was. It was. I could. I, <laughs> I know the difference. Uh, both yeah. are bad. But yeah, so uh, I I want the vaccination, but I probably have to wait until like May before I can get my vaccination. So hopefully, hopefully soon. Uh, have you been playing any Phasmophobia yet or uh, lately? Uh, no, because uh, what we're about to talk about, I had already experienced. You had already experienced it? Yeah. How how did you already experience phasmophobia getting a bigger update with smarter and scarier ghost AI? Because uh, it was in the beta stuff um, for months. Oh, okay. So what it does... It also doesn't work all that well. Well, I, I figured that's what, what would happen. So what exactly does this update do? Because I haven't played it in a while, but apparently so the... it has better AI. Yeah, the, the main 
uh, thing that as far as the AI goes um, is that, so I guess previously the AI, um, if it lost sight of you, it would just go, duh, where you go? And start wandering around randomly until it found you. Um, it had absolutely no, uh, what, what what's that? Object permanence. <laughs> so uh, this new update has added object permanence. So basically meaning um, if you go around a corner while the ghost sees you, the ghost will go, oh, uh, you, you went that way. And so it will just go in that general direction to continue searching for you. Um, which has the potential to make the game more frightening. Uh, I don't think it really does, but that's because of a multitude of things that I, I could go on about, but I won't because it's just not worth it. Um, so the the other major thing uh, with the AI is that it can now open doors. Uh, previously, if you hid in, say, a closet or a locker, uh, the ghost couldn't get to you unless it bugged out and got you through the door. Um, whereas now, if you hide inside of one of those things, uh, it can open the door to get to you. And you have to hold the door shut if you want to prevent that from happening. Uh, on closets in particular, this can be a problem because there are two doors on closets, and so you have to hope that you're holding the correct door. Uh, it's pretty stressful if you get in that situation, but again, um, doesn't really come up much because generally uh, you're not going to hide in a closet. You're going to hide in a room, and ghosts can just walk through the doors to rooms, which kind of makes that entire thing kind of moot if you think about it. Um, yeah, in case you can't tell, I'm not really into this this update and don't think it added all that much. Uh, there were some attempts also to get rid of the over-reliance on the thermometer. Uh, been a, it's been a problem for pretty much since the, the game became popular uh, that the thermometer is the go-to item. Uh, basically you run around until you find the room that's cooler than all the other rooms and you found the ghost room. And from there you can do all the things to find the ghost. Uh, so they, there, there've been some changes made to, uh, how temperature works, um, as in that ranges from the thermometer updates more slowly, uh, the temperature of the entire place goes down if the power goes out. Uh, those are some meaningful changes that I do appreciate, but it doesn't do enough is is really the, the, the consistent problem with every update to Phasmophobia is it's too little um, and nothing ever really goes far enough. It's a pretty small uh, team, though. It is. Um, I, I think that he, uh, the developer, finally may have hired one or two people to help him out i was initially really worried because he had been refusing to hire people and that's always a bad sign whenever a solo developer refuses to hire help uh so hopefully new updates will have more meaningful content to them um like he has added the prison map which uh the <laughs> every asset in that map is like a pre-made asset so um, including the map itself, I believe. 
So it, like, I get there's there's still a lot of effort that goes into it. He has to add nodes for the AI and all that. But I, I'm really hoping that we either get a slew of smaller maps or we get somebody who can make more interesting changes to the gameplay. Because I just think that the base gameplay loop is the real problem. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how people are continuing to play that game because the only thing that makes any individual game of Phasmophobia last longer than like 10 minutes is because you're playing on a giant map and you just have to go through every room until you find the cold one. Like that, it, that that's really all it comes down to. And even, even with the temperature changes that hasn't really changed all that much. So I, I'm, I'm sorry to be a downer, but I, I, don't, uh, I don't care. I know, but for the most part, a lot of these changes are completely inconsequential or they're like minor quality of life changes that should have been in there a long time ago anyway. If, like uh, like being able to independently choose uh, your difficulty level. If we had listeners, uh, I I would probably lose half of them by not absolutely loving Majora's Mask. So That's true. The That's fact that true. the fact that you're a downer on uh, phasmophobia, I don't think is really gonna hurt our listeners very much. It's an okay yeah. game. I played it a couple times with you and and your family, and that was I, it was okay. Yeah, like I think it's I think it has fantastic potential because no one's really done a game like this in the same capacity. Like it's it's always way over the top. Or it's some kind of derivative trash, like like it'll be where it's a a one v four kind of you know hunt down slasher game kind of thing, or it'll it'll be like the ghost is walking around and you have to avoid it because it's it's basically like Slenderman or something like that. Like I, I do think that this does a good job of kind of gamifying the concept of ghost hunting. It just needs, I think it needs a fresh perspective uh, to to come in and change the gameplay loop to make it interesting again. That makes sense. Um, and the one thing that you did not mention that they also updated was uh, they'll now be able to listen to your voice if you've got a microphone connected and hunt your horrified screams. Oh, yeah, yeah. Apparently, uh, the ghost never actually could hear your voice which is odd um that, that everyone was always under the impression that 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 was the case but uh no voice recognition was only for the spirit box and for the ouija board uh but now while the ghost is hunting if you make noise in your microphone the ghost will target the location that it heard the noise coming from oh which, okay again means that you could do some really cool shit with that because you could like distract the ghost potentially if only your running speed wasn't equivalent to that of a toddler with a broken ankle yeah the the movement speed in that was not not very great <laughs> uh last story it's kind of uh it's not much of a story but how are you excited about Halo Infinite you know I keep forgetting that it even exists or is going to exist. Yeah, me too. But there was a Q&A and somebody asked, 
I don't know if it was Q&A or if it was just a long, like, a stream where... No, it's Ask343. Yeah, Ask343 about Infinite. And somebody asked if you could push something off the edge of the map. Because, you know, it's on, it's on a Halo ring. And theoretically, it's like a flat earth, right? So there is an edge. And you can actually push enemies off the ring and let them fall into the depths of space, which I think is funny. Uh, That's pretty cool. A few years ago, I had a friend who dressed up as a flat earther. <laughs> and the the whole thing that she had like a sign that said, uh, the, the halo ring is flat. Because it is. It's just a flat image. <laughs> uh, so the skybox is sky, skybox in the original Halo is just a, a, a flat image. It's it's true. So the the Halo ring is flat. The Earth is not. Just, just want to, you know, clear the air there. That's uh, because it's a donut. I was actually watching something. On, <laughs> on. YouTube, and it's a guy. I don't know why it's in. It's one of those random things that's in my my recommended because the algorithm sucks. Uh, but it's the guy calls himself Antenna Guy, and he literally just talks about like TV antennas. Um, and he was talking about how with antennas. Sometimes they'll be like, oh, yeah, this has two or 300 mile range for antennas. And he's like, that's impossible. Because of the curvature of the Earth, you're not going to be able to get more than like 70 or 80 miles out of an antenna. Because the, the curvature of the Earth will stop, stop those from being transmitted. Mm, well, you can. There, there's a. There's a type of antenna that, like, it's really, really long that that you, that can, like, pick up broadcasts from all over the place. But, I mean, it, that's just because of, like, the way that electromagnetic waves work. Like, it's not just going to dissipate entirely. Yeah. You have to have a really, really big antenna to be able to pick anything up. That's, yeah, that's, probably. You know, but yeah, but if you're like, getting a normal, even a normal, oh yeah, like, yeah, like a normal antenna. broadcast antenna, no, no way. Yeah, but uh, I'm talking like shortwave radio. Oh like, right, you can you can do that kind of stuff with that. But yeah, no, TV antennas are like way too, way yeah, too this, high frequency. This guy, this guy is expressly talks about TV antennas for some reason. He has a YouTube. <laughs> And, like, he has patrons. Like, there's people on Patreon that support, like, quite a few patrons support him. And I'm just like, really? Like, this? Hey, uh, do you uh, do you know of, uh, I think it's V West Life? No. Uh, he's, a, he's a guy that I follow. And if I had the excess money, I'd definitely donate to a Patreon for him. Like, all he does is just talk about, like, old technology and, like, He's the reason that I know even close to the amount of stuff that I do know about like vinyl and 
like the fact that Crosley cruisers are not as bad as everyone says that they are. I don't know what uh, that is. Because a Crosley cruiser is a very cheap, uh, like Walmart grade uh, record player. And a lot of big time vinyl collectors and, and you know, elitists, more or less, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, will say, don't listen to your records on a Crosley cruiser. It'll destroy the records. Um, and they pretty much only say that because it's cheap and it's an elitist hobby. Um, so he tested that theory by uh, checking how much uh, downward pressure the needle from a Crosley cruiser places on a record as compared to, say, an Audio Technica or like an older uh, Sony record player or something like that. Um, and it was like within a tenth of a gram of the same pressure as those. So in other words, it's not going to damage your records. He also tested how much pressure would be required to damage a record. And you would essentially have to put like a half a, a half a roll of, of pennies on top of the needle to start to damage a record. Yeah, so, I was going to say uh, it, they, they would probably say that because of the the weight that is put down on the on the record from the arm, right? Um Yeah. And if it's over a certain amount of like you want it to be what? 5 grams? I believe that's that's around it, yeah. Yeah, so somewhere around 5 grams is what you want it the weight to be. Uh and you can have like it be too light of a touch and you don't get as good of a sound. And if it's too hot, like if the the pressure is too much, then it I, I guess it can cause you know record I, failure. Like I, I think it was like it was like fifteen or twenty grams before it actually started doing any real damage. Like it so was something have, ridiculous that you would never have. So you have a super cheap record player. Is what you're telling me? I don't. Uh, not anymore. Um, because I I had initially bought. A Crosley Cruiser, and I got swept up in the Reddit nonsense that was like, uh, "Don't buy, don't buy a cheap record player, buy a good one." So I was like, "Okay, what's the cheapest good one?" And I got this Audio Technica one. Yeah, that, that's uh, fair. like, and honestly, it is a better record player. Like, it doesn't bleed out sound quite as badly. And like record players that have speakers built into them, the vibration from the speakers can cause, uh, like. It, it it's not going to cause damage, but it's going to sound like shit comparatively, because it's it's going to inevitably vibrate the needle. Yeah, there's going to be a wobble. There's going to be a wobble. Yeah, like, and, and also like a lot of the Crosley cruisers have an adjustable time, uh, we thing where you can like make the record spin slightly faster or slightly slower, um, and that's not really a feature so much as a way to make up for the fact that the motors in those things are trash. And they sometimes will, over time, spin a little too quick or a little too slow, and you have to adjust it on the front. And they make that out to be like it's some kind of feature, but in reality, it's just a result of poor engineering. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I don't listen Thanks to Thanks for vinyl. coming to the Reet and Entertainment Vinyl Podcast. Yeah, that's, that's uh, a Rose Vinyl Minute. <laughs> I... I own the Sonic Adventure 2 soundtrack on vinyl, and I paid $80 for it. The only thing I've ever wanted on vinyl was the Persona 5 soundtrack. Because... Yeah, 
that'd be it, pretty cool. It looked and like it was like four or five discs. It was like a hundred bucks, and I believe all the discs were like different colors. So like one was red, one was black. Like they they came in different colors, and I thought that was really cool. I'm not gonna pretend that I collect vinyl for much of any reason other than the collector value to it. Uh, I think that they make really cool display pieces that are still functional. Um, and I, I think that there's something just like satisfying about putting a record onto a turntable and pressing a button and it, the arm dropping down. Um, and there's also some degree of, uh, I can't think of the word, but it's satisfaction that comes from like a catharsis. That's it. That, that comes from like playing modern music that was never really meant to be played on a record player on a record player. Um, uh, like I like the idea of trying to get like an antique phonograph or something and then plopping down my uh, poppy uh, record on there. And uh, cause it's, it's her metal album. Oh. <laughs> like I, I want to know what that sounds like coming out of an analog phonograph. So, uh, or like my, I have a Slayer album on vinyl and like, how would that sound? You know? So, I mean, I, I think it's stupid. Collecting stuff like that is stupid. Uh, speaking of which <laughs> my laser you? discs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I, before we're going to, we're way off track, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> you, you can see how much we give a shit about Halo. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll probably, forgot we were talking about I'll that. probably get it, but Anyway, yeah. so I, I may have to move here in a few months, and I decided, you know what, I might have to move. You know, my roommate might move his girlfriend in, and I might have to find my own place. And so I started packing up stuff already. Like, I was like, screw it. I'm not going to be watching these in a while. And I packed up all my laser discs, packed up all my DVDs and Blu-rays, and then I picked up the box with all my laser discs, and I... I found a problem, and I believe it's the same problem with with vinyl. Is that uh, it's really fucking heavy. <laughs> yeah, you have... like, I'm not gonna have as much of a problem as you, I think, because mine aren't like made out of, like, aren't laser discs. They're gonna be at least partially metal, right? Because it's aluminum or whatever. I there each laser disc itself is around half a pound. Yeah, so it, that's. I think my entire vinyl collection of like 10 or so probably weighs like two or three pounds. Like it's not that bad. I have over 60 laser discs. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, like you, you would think, okay, 60 laser discs, that's about 30 pounds. Uh, but that's incorrect because not only do you have to count the laser discs? You also have to have to count the packaging, which some of the packaging, like I have the Star Wars uh trilogy in on laser disc in the box with like a full color uh making of like booklet that's in there. Uh that oh, has yeah. Howard the Duck in it for some reason. Because <laughs> they talk about George Lucas's other work, and so I'm like flipping through and I just see Howard the Duck there. Um now now, are laser discs the ones that um, they're like a cartridge? No, I do have okay. four, I do have four or five of those as well, and those are the RCA video discs. Oh, that's right, that's right. 
uh, or CEDs, I think is what they're called. And those, uh, I have like four or five. Those are even heavier because they have the plastic cartridges. Right, yeah, that's what I was thinking was like, I bet like having the plastic cartridge thing doubles the weight easily. Yeah, and I have, I think four or five of those and they're all Elvis Presley movies. (laughs) I think they're all Elvis Presley movies. I may have one, I think I might have Revenge of the Nerds on CED. So, uh, yeah, I think, yeah, I, I have a few, I have a few vinyls that are like fancy collector's editions that have extra stuff in them. Um, like, uh, I have the, the Fury soundtrack. That's a double vinyl that comes in a nice little box. Uh, I also got, um, Captain Beefheart, uh, uh, trap mask replica, uh, on vinyl from the guy, uh, from the White Stripes, he has a a vinyl box thing that you can subscribe to quarterly. Um, that came with like a messenger bag and some other collector stuff, which was really really cool and well worth the like hundred bucks I paid. Um, but yeah, otherwise most of the time vinyl is just like here's the vinyl. Maybe you get like a paper with the lyrics on it or something. Um, except for uh, except for um. The Godspeed You Black Emperor album that I have, which came with a penny that was run over by a train. Nice. That was really cool. I was so glad it came with that. Like, so, so, Laserdiscs, to go, to, to go back on that, because um, <laughs> I, I just want to emphasize how heavy this box is, is that, uh, you know, I have 60 or 70 Laserdiscs, and... The the problem is like the Star Wars collection is in the I forget what format it is, but there's two formats. One that is 30 minutes per side, and one that's an hour per side. And the resolution doesn't change much between the two, but you get a lot more features with the 30 minute per side one. Like you can you can be, get perfect still frames. Because, you know, like, if you paused a VHS tape, uh, it would, it would like, be all blurry and stuff. You wouldn't be able to get a good still frame. With Laserdisc, if you stop it, you get per- a perfect still frame that you could take a capture of. Really good for, like, you know, getting the uh, article. Like, if you're trying to write an article for a journal or something, you can pause it and, and get that still frame. Uh, but it also doubles the amount of discs that you have in certain movies like Star Wars, which they are all in that 30 minute higher, like higher quality format. So you have like three discs per movie and it's awful. It's just, it's <laughs> there's, I, I love laser discs, but moving them around, I'd need to buy a house that way. I just never have to move my laser discs again. Uh, I don't know how collectors do that, man. Like, I, I collect yeah. a very small amount of stuff, but when people like Pat the NES Punk has an almost complete NES collection, what the <laughs> hell is he gonna do if he ever has to move? Well, you haven't even. Um, w- whenever you were here, you saw that I had a bunch of tubs of like old game stuff. Yeah, um, that was maybe half of my full collection of shit. Uh, the other half is still in my mom's basement. Oh, um, I have 
I have a a tub that um is probably like a little over half the size of a common bathtub. Uh and it's it's just full of game cases from mostly PS2, uh some some like uh GameCube and stuff, and mostly PS2 games. And like that that kind of stuff is going to be going to be annoying to deal with whenever I eventually have to deal with it. But for right now, I'm just leaving it at her house so that I don't have to deal with it. Yes. Well, maybe when you how, uh... how do you how do you bring laser discs anyway? Are you just putting them in a box or something? Or yeah, yeah. So you want to you don't you can't stack them. I assume same things with vinyl. Like you can't stack them. Well, you don't put them directly on top of each other, no. Yeah, so I just, I have a big tub, and uh, I stand them up straight and make sure that they're not going to fall over. Yeah. I yeah, basically, that's... that's all I can do. As long as you put them in a box. All the, all the young folk out there who maybe haven't ever had to store anything, uh, never use cardboard boxes. Nope. Um, not for stuff you like care you about. Could... Yeah, no, because uh, eventually there will be some kind of disaster or there will be like wetness and it'll soak right through the cardboard box and ruin your entire uh, childhood. No, so, I got I went um, down to the thrift store and, uh, you know, they do storage lockers, so they get a bunch of like plastic tubs. Yeah. Yeah. So I got a I got a big plastic tub. I put all my DVDs and Blu-rays and stuff into that's what I did. Yep. Every, and, and everything you care about, put it in a plastic tote. Because yes. otherwise, it'll get ruined by water eventually, no matter how careful you are. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, like, especially where we live. Uh, similar yeah. weather. Where it just gets cold and everything, you know, gets icy and stuff. So unless, you, unless you're putting it into, like, a well-ventilated place that is inside your house... That it's going to stay dry, yeah, you're definitely going to want to put it in a plastic tub or something similar. Anyway, uh, I think that's that's our everything for today. I want to thank you for being yeah. here, Aroa. Yeah, no, no problem. Without you, uh, no one else would have been here. So thank you. And I yeah. will be back next week, Nathan Rain Spruth. So uh, see you next week. Bye. Yeah, bye. <laughs>